and being confident in saying that this is my value, this is what I value my time, and not just coming up with a number. Bringing it across in a confident way goes a long way. You're listening to Females Who Film, where we talk about all things video production, entrepreneurship, and being a woman in the creative industry. If you've been looking for a community of women to learn from and lean on, look no further. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and join the growing Females Who Film Facebook group. Your online resource for all things video production from beginner to expert. All right, ladies, let's get rolling. Hey, guys, I'm Chloe. I am your co-host with Carly here. And I think we had an awesome, awesome conversation to kick off the Females Who Film podcast. Today, we talked about our first clients. And what better way to start this podcast than talk about our first clients and what we charged them, what gear we used, how we interacted with them, and how far we've come. Obviously, we've done a variety of things from like weddings to brands to events. But let's go back to like first wedding you ever shot because wedding video wasn't really a thing until recently. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you think wedding video like our parents, VHS, like super old school where you can't even really see their faces and it's just the ceremony. But I feel like, especially now in the last like five, six years, having these like curated customized wedding films hasn't really been a thing until more recently. But my first wedding was in 2012, 2012. And there was like no wedding videos. Like I remember trying to get inspiration from like videos on YouTube and they just didn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. I think I was around, 2014 15 but it was still same thing my sister was getting married and she's like chloe i'm hiring this videographer and you'll just edit it and i'm just gonna have him like film the whole day and i was like that's so weird that's why you have a photographer what are you talking about and i was in film school at the time and i thought it was like i was like i haven't even heard of this before like what is this and then i did it for a living two years later but (laughs) (laughs) but i edited it edited it together and it was super scrappy and it was still very new and that was in 2015 and now everyone has a wedding videographer yeah i know it's kind of like a state with something that you just put in the budget it's like photographer and videographer yeah but i remember i think the first wedding film that i shot it was for a friend and i don't think that they even wanted it but i basically (laughs) told them you have to have it because i was so obsessed with them as a couple i was like I need to film your wedding, you know, because like I had done like video. I obviously I like I just graduated film school and I had done all these like little projects here and there. But like a wedding in my mind at that time would be like such a perfect thing to capture and just loving who they were as people. I'm like, I know their wedding's going to be incredible. I need to make some kind of film out of it. But again, like going back, it's like there was no inspiration. Like I couldn't reference anything. I was just like, I'm going to film them. I actually took the groom I like interviewed him in a corner. Aww. I know. I was like, tell me how you're feeling. And they were like the best to work with. They were so like chill, laid back. But Chloe, <laughs> I think you'll like literally cringe if I tell you how much I charged. How much? I got paid $300 <laughs> for my first wedding video. <laughs> um, I mean, it's better than zero, but like $300 is what I quoted them. I think I had no idea what wh- I was getting into. One of my first videos was like a family friend gift video. And they were like, can we just like fly you out and you can have a vacation, but we're only paying you 400. So it's like not that far off. 
but you don't i mean you don't know what to charge like how do you know at that point especially if it's something that doesn't exist there's no like google search youtube search wedding video it was so new and even that number that sounds like a lot you're like wow this is like a 400 hundred dollar paycheck 300 (laughs) dollars yeah 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 that's crazy yeah but I remember I got really lucky because the photographer that worked their wedding, she's like a really well-known photographer. And after we worked together on that day, like I pretty, I was transparent. I was like, I, I really haven't done this before. <laughs> you know, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I was really passionate about capturing their love story. And I think she saw that and she was like my mentor for a couple of years after that and, and kind of helped me, you know, kind of understand like what my value is and how to kind of put a price on the work that Mm -hmm. I'm creating. Cause as creatives, it's a hard thing. I think for me, it was a hard thing to put a price on my craft because it's something that I love to do so much. Like I would do it for free if I could all the time, but you can't make a living and you can't survive doing that. I think it takes years to find out your value and how much to charge and every project's so different. It's still like it evolves and changes as you go. But those first couple years you're like, helping out friends or like doing things for free and then charging for other things. And so it's still like, and you almost like feel bad when you do charge cause you're enjoying yourself and building up your por- portfolio. But still it's, I mean like every project's different. We still struggle with it being like, okay, what exactly is this costing us? What's our value? What is the client getting out of it? Um, and it's still something that we have to think about every time aside from weddings, our first client clients. So like, didn't you, what was your first like brand commercial project that you shot? My first brand project, I was still in high school, I think, when I first charged a, an actual client. And it was my dad's chiropractor who needed videos. And my parents always pit me out. And I was always like, well, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I have a camera. And I had a Canon T3i, I think at the time it was my first like video camera. And I had some shotgun mic from Amazon that was like $20. And then... I had a bunch of like client testimonials for this chiropractor and it sounded like crap and I didn't know how to charge them or charge the chiropractor. And so I charged him per edited minute of video. So I was like per edited minute is going to be a hundred dollars or something like that. So I ended up charging him like $900. It was like my first client. And at the end I was like, why did I structure it this way? And I felt, and like they looked there is very minimal production, no lighting. We shot in front of a window with a T3i and a really bad mic. And I was really uncomfortable interviewing someone because it was like my first like on-camera interview. So all in all, <laughs> wasn't a great video. No B-roll. Um, but I, I did end up charging them like almost a grand. And then after I was like, I feel weird. Why did I do this? <laughs> like, why did I charge them this way? <laughs> So they paid it like he question. did and yeah. now I'm like do I go back to him and be like hey can I make you a video for free because yeah. that was <laughs> 10 years ago and I could make you something way better now oh but yeah yeah what about you right. what was your first like brand D client I wish I had that those that kind of guts to charge 900 bucks for, I, I was, like, it wasn't guts I didn't know what I was <laughs> doing <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I it took me so many years to like like figure out how to charge what you know what the what the value of the quality of work that I was putting together but I think I needed that too I think I think it actually helped me because I was able to work with so many different types of people and brands for so long well when I was in college 
I remember I so I my major was in film and media studies and I had a double minor in marketing and journalism so I was always into like the marketing side of things like marketing is like something that is just in my brain all the time but I wrote this paper about how video on social media sites like YouTube and things like that this was before Instagram even existed but how video will be the next or the, the best way of connecting with your audience and Instagram did not exist. YouTube was there. Like YouTube was the main platform that I was like trying to pitch all these businesses and like do my freelance gig, you know, like we need to create these videos for YouTube. So that way you can expand your reach. Do you remember Craigslist? Like, did you ever use Craigslist? Yeah. I To like find an apartment or something. I used it. I, I mean, I used it in LA to find apartments and then I knew people who use it to find jobs, but yeah. I've, There's definitely better, better options now. Oh, yeah. Craigslist is like... But I used, I would put ads on Craigslist and like try and find like businesses that were looking for marketing stuff and I would find them on Craigslist. Like I hadn't... It's crazy looking back on it. And, and being like a 19, 20-year-old girl mm-hmm. with a freaking $2,000 camera. Like I invested in... Uh, oh, my God. It was the Sony FX1000. It was massive. Huge camera. Like it would take mm-hmm. the the um, tapes, it wasn't even like the digital cards. It was like tapes that you would record. And one of my clients I remember in college was a Brazilian blowout company. And I would go to all these different hair salons and like do tutorials on like how to use this blowout product. And I don't even know what they use them for, but I remember I would charge them like three, four hundred dollars for like a legit like full length tutorial. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. After that, like, initial client, I'm like, wait, that was way too much. And I actually started getting consistent clients. In my hometown, I think it was like 350 for every video. It didn't matter. I was like, I'll bring my camera. I'll shoot a bunch of B-roll. Put together a little highlight. 350 And But I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know how to. Every client was different, but I just charged the same for everyone. So. When do you think it kind of clicked for you? Or how long do you think it took for you to get to the point where you're like, okay, I've got my flow. Like now I know, like I feel confident in what I'm like pitching and presenting and offering and what I'm getting back in return. I think it was being in LA and hearing the price people were pitching me. It wasn't even me coming up with it on my own, but I had someone be say to me, okay, can you second shoot with me on this client video? And it's, boom, half day rate, full day rate. Uh, I hadn't even heard of that. I was like, I'm charging per hour, per video, per this and that and getting way too nitty gritty. But she's like, no, no, no. You're just going to shoot with me and it's, you know, $800 for a half day rate. And that's what you should charge. And I, I was like, okay, that's what I'm charging now. But it was someone else telling me, this is how you should value yourself. This is how much I'm quoting the client. And um, kind of seeing someone else do it was like, okay, I can do that too. I would say the same exact thing. Like it was having like even just call them mentors or whatever you want to call them, but it's it's really leaning on those people that are in that field or kind of in that industry and saying like, hey, I'm just getting started. I really don't know. Like mm-hmm. being okay and securing yourself enough to say like, I don't know where to begin. What what would you say? Like, mm-hmm. can you give me any advice? And that that's exactly how I found the yeah. answers too. Yeah, and and being like, well, what's your budget? And almost kind of like working with a client on 
what they think they should spend and especially when you're just starting out that's a good point like asking how much they're willing to spend and then with that number you can say how much you can give them and kind of working with them on that yeah never like never put a number on it first asking what their budget is because even recently a couple years ago I had a number for like a particular brand video and before saying that number to a specific client, they came back and said, hey, we have a budget of $5,000 when I was going to quote them like $1,400. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, shoot, all right. Well, the worst thing ever is getting that phone call, which I've gotten this from a client being like, by the way, your prices are really low. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could have quoted you higher mm-hmm. and getting that like, okay, well, that's when you know, like, all right, I need to, I need to bump this up. Because that's the thing, too. I mean, when you're starting out, it's hard. When you don't have, like, the clientele and you're not busy with the work, you kind of want to take what comes. Whatever. Yeah. You take whatever. You take whatever. For whatever. Yeah, exactly. But then you get to a point where it's like, okay, there's a lot of work on my plate and I need to, you have to be super selective on who you bring on board Mm -hmm. and then set that, that tone and that boundary to say, okay, this is our starting price. Yeah. And I feel like it is, like coming up with that price like right before that you build up this portfolio of maybe a couple free clients maybe a couple friend clients who need like my friend had a t-shirt company I made him a little like highlight reel for Instagram or whatever but it's just like having a couple of those like free clients and just grinding a little bit and then you have this portfolio and this variety to offer someone and be like okay this is what I charge and this is what I do yeah and be selective about those clients that like you need to literally seek out the brands that you want to work with. Mm -hmm. Like I remember in college, a lot of my friends were in the surfing community. I went to college at Cal State Long Beach, well, Santa Barbara and then Cal State Long Beach. And a lot of my friends were surfers and I loved being on the beach. Like I wanted to create surfing videos and getting like the sports action stuff. So I would go to these brands that were sponsoring these athletes, these surfers and be like, Hey, can I just make a video? You know, like, let me make a video on this athlete and, you know, not get paid anything for it. But then you have that on your portfolio and you can eventually. Yeah. It's just putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, I can offer this for you. It's nothing on you. It's no, no cost to you. It's just you putting yourself in that position. That's how I got my first job on a movie set. I said, Hey, can I shadow you? And it was nothing on anyone else. It was all up to me. So it's really just kind of putting yourself in that position and taking that leap so looking back on, you know, the past decade, like you starting out in video to like where you're at now, what's something that you could give someone who was in your shoes 10 years ago, like just starting out, just trying to quote a client, like what would you tell them? Don't be afraid to ask for help and guidance. Yeah. I think maybe it's my personality, but like I did feel like I had to figure it all out myself and I made a lot of mistakes and learned and I wouldn't change the journey, but find mentors, find people that are doing what you want to do and do not be afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately why we're creating this whole platform. Mm -hmm. Like, don't you wish that we had something like this? Yes. Because it, nothing like this existed 10 years ago. The way Instagram was forever ago when we were just starting out, like it wasn't like it is now. 
where you can find all these people around the world that are doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I had like photographers I reached out to and people kind of similar, but no one was doing what I was doing. Yeah. And there's no one like at that next level that I could look up to and say, okay, what about this? What about that? There was no one in our exact industry. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like my mentors that were females were photographers. Mm -hmm. There was no videographers or filmmakers in my circle that I could reach out to like on a personal, they were all photographers, but I did have one male like filmmaker that I leaned on for some support too eventually. But to answer your question, I feel like, yeah, seeking out the people that are doing what you're doing that or seeking out the people that are doing what you want to do and reaching out to them and asking for help or getting involved. (laughs) I don't want this to seem like a salesy thing, but like getting involved in this type of community is going to be the biggest thing because Mm -hmm. you can't all like, really you can't figure it all out on your own. And if you're just starting out, like you need to ask those questions. You need to be curious. You need to be diving, like be humble enough to like, know that you don't have all the answers, but there are so many people out there that do. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's so much work out there yeah. that we all, that can go around for everybody. Yeah. So. And even if it is, you know, someone that you do look up to and saying, Hey, can I shadow you for a day? Can I help in any way? Can I be your PA? Um, I've done that in LA. I was like, can I just be your PA and um, just like observe, not even really like do anything, but just kind of be there and interact with people and ask questions and, just being a part of it and it's really just putting yourself in that position to do so okay so every week we are going to take a question from someone in the audience a listener and this week we got a dm on our females who film instagram from kylie and do you want to read it yeah okay yeah so kylie she said My mom's friend recently asked me to help do a video for her coffee shop website. Where do I start? I have no idea how to bill her or create an invoice. Please help. Been there. Been there. What would you tell Kylie? This is the best way to um, start working with clients is people you know or people you know through people and just like starting on that level of your mom's friend, your mom's pipping you out. She's saying, Hey, my daughter's just starting a video. She needs some clients. Like this is the best way to begin. And the first initial thought is probably like, I don't know how to charge her. And this is something everyone runs into starting out. So Carly, what would you say about valuing, valuing your work when you're just starting out? Yeah, this is such a tricky thing because I think it ultimately comes into like the internals of our mind and like how we value our time and how we value our craft. And I think that you figure that out over the course of your life. And as you grow up and you do more work, um, you realize what your value is. Um, but for me, when I was starting out, I kind of would look at the project by hour, like, okay, I know I'm going to spend two hours filming at the coffee shop and I know I'm probably going to spend about eight hours editing the video. And then I'll probably add on two or three hours just in like email communication or exporting or uploading or just the miscellaneous type stuff. So I put all those hours together and I say, okay, if I want to make $25 an hour or $30 an hour, let me add that up and then I'll put that in the package. That's kind of how I did it starting Mm -hmm. out. What would you say? I definitely valued my shooting time and my editing time differently, um, mainly because shooting time comes with all the gear 
mm-hmm. that comes with. So I would, I think I would charge like a flat rate for the shoot, whether it be a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and then for editing, like whatever you value your edit time. If it's if you're just starting out and you're a little bit of slow editor, you know, be self aware and charge fifteen dollars an hour. If you're a really efficient editor, that's when you can start charging thirty, forty, fifty dollars an hour, and doing the math and quoting them and saying and being confident in saying that this is my value mm-hmm. this is what I value my time mm-hmm. and not just coming up with a number like I think this project should be $300 but really breaking it down and saying this is what I value my shooting time this is what I value my editing time in my ad- admin time and breaking that down to what makes sense for you yeah. and then presenting it to the client confidently yeah. so that they you know yep. bringing it across in a confident way and in like a professional quote I think that's huge too is writing up a nice looking invoice and a quote goes a long way and you can just look in google docs at templates um for invoices and quotes brand them to whatever your branding is whatever your fonts are making them nice breaking down your hours and presenting that to a client not just in an email communication oh well i think i'm going to charge you four hundred dollars that is so wishy-washy but really presenting it in a quote emailing it to your client not texting not in like a passing by but in just like a professional way really just like shows that you take your business seriously even if it is your first client totally and it kind of sets your system up too so like you want to kind of treat it as if you have a handful of clients that you're working with too like get that system in check early on so that way when you do start adding to your portfolio and getting more clients like you'll have this good Mm -hmm. flow and saying i take payment by check i take payment by venmo and this is every time. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Getting that system in place is huge. Don't be afraid to like charge a good amount too. Because I think, I think part of, I was like so nervous when I first started out that like I wouldn't get the job because I'm like charging too high or something like that. And which is of, okay. Which is totally okay. I mean, honestly, you don't want that job anyway. Yeah. If, if that's the case. I've been there. Yeah. So many times. Even like years and years in, I said, no, I charge this much and I haven't gotten a job. And you say, okay, they don't want to, you know, make the investment. They don't want to spend the time. Then you don't want to work with that client. Yeah. Because when you say no to that, you leave the door open to say yes to the perfect client that is is coming. Because if you keep saying yes, 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 yes to all these like little things, you're not even going to have space or room Mm -hmm. for for that right, that like ideal client, that ideal job that you've been like seeking for and craving for so long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for the question. If anyone listening wants to ask a more specific question, wants us to dive deeper on something that we kind of brush over um, on all these little topics, please send us a message on Instagram at females who film or um, post on the Facebook page, get a couple different opinions from everyone involved in the Facebook page um, or message us on there and we will be sure to talk about it on the podcast we love your input female filmmakers this week's challenge is to pitch yourself to three people if you're just starting out in video and you want to build up that client base and you just want to build your portfolio and you don't know where to start pitch yourself to three people whether it be friends friends of friends family, friends, it doesn't matter. Just say, hey, I would love to make you a video for your website. I would love to make you a video for your Instagram. And you can, and it could be for free if you want, you know, 
just to build up your portfolio. Or it could be, hey, I'm going to charge you $150 and I'm going to make you an awesome video for your Instagram. Put together a pitch and pitch to three different people and you're going to you're gonna get a client. Like you're going to start building up that client base. And then once you make one video, they're going to tell their friends and you're going to make the next video and you get the snowball rolling. So pitch yourself to three people. And once you complete this challenge, be sure to tell us on Instagram, on Facebook, tell us the outcome, what you did, share your work on Facebook. That's like the best way to get some feedback on your work is sharing on the platform. Yeah, that's what this platform is created for, for us to bounce ideas and struggles or challenges or questions that we have. That's the whole purpose of creating this is to support each other in this. So definitely share your work and we cannot wait to see what you guys create. Thank you guys so much for listening. Post on the Facebook group, post on Instagram, tag us, share, rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. We want to get the word out and we want to build up this community together. Yes. Yeah. If you heard something that really sparked interest or helped you today, please share it with your friends or someone that you know. We're so excited to be on this filmmaking journey with you guys and we cannot wait for more. Always be learning. Always be learning. Always be filming. Always be filming.